Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, friends, and welcome to the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossfit Podcast for the week of June 22nd, 2020. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about Josh Gad's Reunited Apart. Uh, hard to believe that it was just a week ago. It feels like it was a year ago at this point. But yes, we're going to be talking about our uh, our reactions to uh, all of the revelations. Uh, we've got an in-depth analysis of Bill Murray's Thanksgiving comment for no particular reason. And uh, yeah, your thoughts as well. So stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the keymaster? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! Yeah, it. Uh, I'm sure it feels like you just recorded an episode because you did, and it feels like you and I just recorded an episode because we did. We recorded later in the week with uh, Doug, and it's weird, but it, it also at the same time, like I've been dying to talk to you about Re- Reunited Apart for it feels like a week, but it's only been 48 it's only been hours. Three days, yeah, yeah. at most. <laughs> it's crazy, um, and I, I've kind of like withheld. Like, I collected everybody's social media thoughts and their favorite moments and things like that, but I've kind of withheld, like, sending you a text and saying, like, huh, what'd you think? Just because I figured you and I could just talk about it here on the air. Well, I managed to to circumvent that anyways by watching it at the very (laughs) last minute. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, um, I I watched it when it was live, you know, quote unquote live at nine o'clock in the morning here. Um, and Hazel every single time was like, who's that? What's happening? What are they talking about? Where's Dana Barrett? Is Dana Barrett turning into a terror dog? And I'm like, no, this is, uh, uh, so, uh, admittedly my first viewing of it was, uh, distracted and I, then I rewatched go, yeah. it again, you know, with my headphones on and was able to listen to it uh, in more in depth. But, um, so yeah, so that, that's all, literally all we're going to do on this, this here episode is we're going to talk about the reunited apart, uh, Josh Gad, a special from last week. So if you haven't, yeah. uh, if you haven't watched it, if you haven't listened to it, um, if you are trying to avoid any of the surprises that do pop up in it, um, put a pause on us. Go watch that, and then come back and and give us a listen afterwards. Because uh, I don't want to ruin anything for you. But uh, yeah, that's that is the entire focus of of this episode, which uh, we're gonna jump into right now. Are you still here? You're good. Are you sure? You don't want us to. Okay, we're going to spoil stuff. We can still hear you breathing. I warned you. Yeah. Um, no, so the, the Reunited Apart uh, lived up to uh, all of the expectations that uh, all of these, you know, the Goonies one, the Back to the Future one, the Lord of the Rings one. Uh, Josh Gad yeah. really pulls out all the stops, and it's it's for a good cause. Uh, they switched up the charity uh, at the last minute. but um, I will say, compared to the other ones, this was way more people for less time. It, it did it, seem short. Was it just me? It seemed a lot shorter than the no, other ones. It was, well, like the Lord of the Rings was over an hour. I don't know about the Goonies. And those were 
I want to say the Goonies one was like 45 minutes. It was, it was, I think it was just well, under an hour, but still this was 32 minutes. Yeah. With, uh, and then that's not counting his, uh, uh, his, uh, uh charity, uh, outline little, up front. Yeah, intro so, and, and yeah, I mean, and obviously they edited, it's, it's all put together. It's all edited. It's not a live stream. Oh, yeah. So I mean, sure there was stuff that was in there that was cut out for time. Oh or, yeah. Yeah. It was tangential it was, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. It was, it was fun watching and all of a sudden, uh, at different times, Dan and Jason went from, uh, a tinny, uh, zoom to, um, <laughs> to second camera yeah second alt <laughs> angle in 4k with beautiful audio and it's funny yeah it i, I loved that Could, jason had that. that up guys yeah yeah i mean because jason's like jason reitman zoom audio sounded like he was calling from you know the, the 56k moon. uh dial up yeah. on the moon or something so i'm glad that he had that especially when he spoke at at greater lengths uh through the through the piece but um but yeah i mean it's it's all set up to be like a zoom chat, even though it is like part zoom chat, part self tapes, part, yeah. you know, uh, editorial and graphics and stuff like that. But, um, Oh no, I stand corrected. Goonies, 26 minutes, uh, back to the future, 27 minutes. Oh really? Splash 29 minutes. Oh, I feel like the Goonies one was longer for some reason, but, um, it could be because no. when Richard Donner dials in, there's like this really long lull because he has technical difficulties. Uh, and knowing that they edited, it was like they put a little technical difficulties <laughs> thing in there and stuff too. But uh, yeah. yeah, anyway, no, uh, it, it turns out. Uh, so the Lord of the Rings is actually interesting. Uh, yeah, fifty minutes. So it's a, it's an outlier uh, basically. I mean, this this felt short, but I think that that kind of speaks worlds to what it was because I felt like I didn't, I did not want it to end. I wanted to hear no. more about it. Um, I haven't but, watched the Goonies either, but there's a screenshot of the layout, and they've got sixteen people uh, there. Yeah, because because at one point in the Goonies one, they have all the kids plus the Fratellis plus Donner plus Spielberg yeah. plus Cindy Lauper plus. Like, yeah, there's, there's a ton in that one. It turns out it's just kind of the format of reunited apart, which is, it's more about enjoying that they all got together than really digging into too much. He's, he's, uh, I imagine they probably talk for all of an hour and then, you know, it gets cut down to, to, to to a really uh, tasty, but at the same time, the trouble there is, is. Compared to the fact that recently, uh, you know, uh, cleaning up the town and then there was the, um. Uh, movies that made us, and uh, what was the other one that was on um, was cable the, there? Yeah, the reels uh, special reels that, one, yeah, right? Yeah. And those are like they're they're designed to be like just you know academic monsters, right? They're they're all a minimum of an hour. Well, I mean, the I think the movies that made us is an hour. Reels is a bit more than an hour, and then of course, you but know, they're not up the town. they're not like roundtable format with all these people. No, exactly. They, Whereas this one is in the same room. You know, they weren't in the same yeah. room, but they were. Um, yeah. So it's it's a I I think I don't I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm not complaining. It's it was just very apparent to me that I was watching something. F- f- uh, I'm going to invent a word formatually. Is that what, right? <laughs> That's a completely for, formatually for, formulaic format format formatively. Yeah, there we go. That's better. It sounds like some sort of a French cheese for matchly. <laughs> goes well with pita bread. And do you want the formatly or the raclette? <laughs> oh, I have the raclette, please. Um, the the formatly uh, pairs terribly with this wine. Um, 
it was just very different uh, style and format. Uh, it comes with its own uh, bubbly fanboy who then uh, brought in his buddy backup uh, <laughs> bubbly yes, fanboy yes, as well. That's also so, true. Um, <laughs> so, well, so, yeah, I mean, that, that with Josh Gad, because he is kind of, you know, uh, he, it, Josh has a very distinctive personality. You know, the, the uh, Olaf snowman is very much like kind of, I, I can't, I can't disassociate the two of them now. Like they're just basically one person. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though I saw him on Book of Mormon, and it's a totally, it's like it's a weird experience now. But thanks to my daughter for making that happen. Uh, But yeah, Josh is just very kind of like, and I think it also kind of came from when he was working on um, Murder on the Orient Express, and he was working with uh, Daisy Ridley. And so while they were filming Orient Express, he was trying to like get star Wars spoilers out of her and it became a big viral like video thing. And he's kind Mm -hmm. of like carried that over to this and he even tried it with, with Jason Reitman trying to get uh, afterlife spoilers out of him. Um, but so it's, it's like that persona is who he hosts as he's he's not asking the hard hitting Dan rather questions here. He's just kind of, he, he wants to, uh, he he wants to have that that Jimmy Fallon softball question uh, to hear uh, um, William Atherton have to respond to this man has no dick like he, it, that that's kind of like where where yeah. the the depth lied in 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 the questioning which is fine the, I mean yeah the slightly awkward uh, segment of asking working actors if they remember that one line from that thing 35 years ago. It's like, Ooh, this is mm, mm. all right. And, and they don't quote it verbatim on an everyday basis. Like we do. And like we yeah. do. Although that was a surprising reveal that Bill Murray either has really been studying lately or has always been very, uh, in tune with ghostbusters. Like he's, I mean, internalized. He, yeah, he's he's got a lot of those. Like at one point, um, I think the question Josh Gad asks Ernie Hudson about when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes, and he says, you know, uh, Ernie, was that something that was improvised on the spot? Did you come up with that? Who came up with that line? And and Bill is so quick to say that's that's a that's a Harold line, and even Dan backs him. Yeah. like, oh, that that is if I have ever heard one, that's a Harold Ramis line. Some, that's a Harold line. Wherever or, it originated, that's from Harold. Or when he's the only one that remembers the other than Ivan the um, the ballroom, the rough cut uh, work print of the ballroom oh. scene at his place. Okay, well, so here's here's. Here's the thing. That's actually what I was reading up on before we started recording. Okay, tell me, tell, fill me in on this because you mentioned this, and I kind of like I must have. So here's something. here's what. It, so, um, so in in the the piece, Bill Murray says, "Hey, do you remember we all came over to Ivan Reitman's house for Thanksgiving dinner, and he showed us a rough cut of uh, the ballroom scene without any of the visual effects, without any of the special effects, any anything in there?" But, and I was just floored. I was like, "This is great," and. I don't know if, I mean, I know probably Derek Osborne and Michael Tanaka and myself, all three of our spidey senses probably were tingling because I'm thinking <laughs> Thanksgiving doesn't make sense because they had been filming in New York until Thanksgiving and then came back kind of, you know, uh, in the Burbank area after the Thanksgiving break. So the ballroom scene wasn't filmed at that point. What What is Bill Murray talking about? And even like there's there's that awkward pause of everybody going, 
I don't remember that. And nobody, Jason, Jason doesn't remember that. Uh, Ivan, I think was playing along with Bill. Like, Oh yeah, that must've been my house. Uh, um, it's well, it's possible then that either he's misremembering when the screening was, uh, or he's misremembering what scene was shown. I mean, it it could have, it could have been, so, so here's, here's my, my determination of if, if anybody out there, uh, Derek, if you're listening, you've probably been doing the same research I've been doing, but so I, I went back to my production binder. I pulled out my call sheets. Um, I looked and they were filming in New York city until, uh, let's see, this is, uh, November 17th. And literally, uh, everybody on a red eye flight, November 17th flew back from New York city to, uh, Burbank and November but, 17th for what, uh, f- for, for the Thanksgiving break. Basically, so they they flew back from New York to Burbank to their okay, homes. Well, the, the California-based crew. What is what is the uh, what is your break for Thanksgiving in the United States? Uh, here we're weirdos, and it's it's usually the last week in November. Uh, on in 1983, it was Thursday the 23rd of think of of uh, November. Okay, so we we gotta check then because I when you mentioned Thanksgiving, I plugged it in. I got Thursday the 24th. 24th. Oh, you know what? You, yeah, okay. So let's see. They were. So you think they knocked off the. Thursday, Friday. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, they were on Thanksgiving holiday. So they were dark, and, and the, the, the LA based crew was back here. And then immediately after that, they started filming at the Burbank Studios. Okay. Um, now, do you know when the ballroom was f- filmed? The ballroom was filmed. I'm going to interview you now. This is yeah, exactly. So, so that's what I was trying to figure out. Is it possible that during Thanksgiving they filmed, or I'm sorry, that they they looked at something that was filmed in New York City, which is a possibility, or is Bill thinking um, about maybe Christmas? Like maybe they all met at Christmas time because that would make a whole lot more sense. The ballroom would have been filmed by then. Because what, what here's, do you have on the ballroom? Yeah, so here's the banquet room at the Biltmore Hotel was filmed on Tuesday, December 20th. So even okay. even that, like, there's no way that they get rushes back and Sheldon Kahn cuts that scene together and they're looking at it in Ivan Reitman's house by Christmas. Yeah. That, so uh, I, I, I think either Bill is misremembering what they saw <laughs> at Thanksgiving Let's be honest here. America for decades uh, thought the Star Wars holiday special was a Christmas thing. So it's it's not like you guys don't have a track <laughs> re- record of confusing your Thanksgiving. Do you know why Canadians put it in October? We don't confuse it with our Halloween or Christmas that way. It's it's very uh, clear. Yeah, because it is. there's a distinctive. You got a little bit of a buffer there. Um, you guys do yours. It's like how close we can we get it to? To Christmas, you know, to really confuse things, and look what it's done. <laughs> You're just so, all. It's uh, let's let, let's be honest here. Bill is a spry but elderly gentleman, uh, and memory's just weird. Yeah, like, it's weird. I mean, it's also possible that that Ivan did show them like an assembled scene, but it could have been you know they shot all of the firehouse stuff, so it could have been the exterior of the firehouse with the big explosion, you know, after the containment unit breaks. Um, it could have been something they filmed in Columbia University, like those first couple days. Um, I, what? I don't know. So shot up until. Uh, I mean, because yeah, literally, like the only thing that would have had 
They did all of the stuff at 55 Central Park West, the exteriors of Dana's building. Um, so it's possible mm, that might have been yeah, it. Possible. Um, you know, all the stuff with the the crowds with the you know, the Hare Krishnas uh, and the repent uh, for the end is near. That was all filmed before Thanksgiving. When was the stuff in the deputy mayor's office shot? Uh, that was before Thanksgiving. So the that's have all four guys trading those kind of lines and they come up with a cut of it. Yeah, the interior of the mayor's office was filmed on November third. That's a three week lead in to show it at a Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, and and oh, a rough oh, cut. That was the best part. Uh, so the other thing that Bill mentioned and and not everybody had a recollection of was going to meet Mayor Koch uh, yeah. before they started filming. And, you know, getting his blessing for basically taking over the entire uh, island of Manhattan and stuff. And and Bill was like, I didn't really care for him. And he didn't really care for us. And I took that with me when we filmed those scenes. <laughs> uh, so I thought I, I had never heard uh, that little anecdote. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, I, in terms of, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, there were only a few kind of bits and pieces and bits and bobs yeah. like that. Um, but for something so short, it's amazing that anything new came out of it all yeah, as far as I'm yeah. concerned, right? Like Janine and the Coke bottle glasses, like shooting basically right after getting off the plane. Like, uh, And I feel uh, like we've heard, oh, you know what? That's in Cleaning Up the Town. I, I was going to say, I, I've heard that before, but I think it's in the Cleaning Up the Town documentary where she says, like, I, I showed up and I, I showed up on yeah. set. I just wanted to watch. And all of a sudden Ivan Reitman's putting me in the scene and I didn't have my wardrobe on. I didn't have any of my props or my, my wardrobe, uh, ready to go. And yep. the glasses I was stuck with forever. Um, that's a, that's a, that, but that's not something that's been floating around for years. That's no, uh, yeah, that's, and uh, people who haven't seen cleaning up the town, you know, that's a revelation for them. What else did I mark here? Uh, when, uh, uh at one point, so, you know, later in, in the piece when Stephen Tash and Jennifer Runyon come in, uh, they also bring in uh, Michael Ensign. And uh, Michael Ensign has this kind of funny thing where he says, like, I always got uh, typecast as the snooty bow tie uh, guy. I thought that was funny. Uh, yeah. And then the, the weird, uh, the Timothy Carhart uh, comment where he was talking about, you know, being at Lincoln center with Bill Murray. And it was like the first thing, like first acting gig that he had ever had. Um, and Dustin Hoffman shows up and then there's kind of this weird, awkward moment where he says, and if anybody's going to have Dustin Hoffman come in to say, hi, it's Bill Murray. And you expect like <laughs> Bill Murray to be like, Oh, you're too kind or whatever. And there's just like a, there's crickets chirping. There's just sort of like, a, <laughs> it was, it was a little uncomfortable. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, for the most part, it was, it was pretty fluffy. Um, certainly no, uh, huge, uh, big revelations. Um, and, and for the people that were tuning in for Ghostbusters afterlife, uh, uh, reveals tidbits, or spoilers or tidbits or it was nothing. very light. It was, I mean, the only thing that was said was Jason Reitman saying, I'm working on it. Um, and, and, and the beautiful thing right now that I've never had uh, happen to me as a filmmaker is I have a bunch of time to just sit back and look at the film and figure out what I can do to it. And, um, and to me, that's, that's very heartening as a fan that he can spend some time, uh, whittling away at whatever, you know, thing may or may not have been finished at the time or, or would have been ready for, uh, July. Um, but, um, it was, it was very strange that Ivan, forgot the, the, the date shift. <laughs> it was, 
Did you notice uh, that? Bit? He, he he kind of forgot, and then Bill Murray was like, "July." Oh wait, no, no, no. Oh God, I thought I had to be somewhere in like a week. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was like, it, like uh, Jason had to jump in and remind him that it got it got moved. Um, yeah, I mean, and again, you know, uh, Ivan is probably at his uh, awesome, uh, you know, uh, Montecito compound. Yeah. Um, and it's probably, you know, it's business as usual for him at the moment, uh, considering all of the quarantine stuff and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I'm trying to find the best way of, of saying this, uh, because I love and I respect everybody involved in this. And I, I don't want this to sound crass or, or, or come off the wrong way, but you know, the 1983 was a very long time ago. Very long and time we're, ago. We're asking people to recollect memories from something that was that long ago. Where, yeah, for the love of God, I can't remember two weeks ago. Um, here's 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 the deal. I was just listening to a podcast. I know where you're heading, and I can I can cut it off from the awkward bit. There was a scientist that actually started like uh, studying uh, memory. And he basically had his class of of students. I forget which podcast this was on. It might have been, uh, yeah, I'll look up the name here after I talk, but he um, uh, had his classroom and he started talking about stuff and then he had a guy come in and deliver a package, like, and he was carrying three boxes of bright color, like primary colors under his arm and he handed him an envelope and he pulled out a pink slip of paper yeah. and did all this stuff. In the midst, uh, as the, the doctor's reading the letter, the the, the messenger pulled out a knife Ooh. and started to hone it on his leather glove and then put it away and left. At which point the doctor goes, ah, that was an experiment. You're all part of it. Quick, grab a piece of paper and start writing down every detail you can remember. And out of them, he said, there's like 144 details that you can, you, yeah. that you could have noticed and written down. People averaged like 30, 35. Mm. Nobody wrote down the knife. The knife. Yeah. So ah. the fact of the matter is, is, and then there was some, this is related to something else. They were talking about how our memory is weirdly fluid in that we start like it starts morphing on us and then we start to try to do fragmentation repair and we end up patching in weird stuff. And yeah, after 35 years for people who have been on how many movie sets? So that's, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's no, there's nothing to hang it on. Usually we're like, remember that time, I don't know, the, the guy in the clown wig did that thing and you're like, <laughs> guys in clown wigs don't happen a lot. So yeah, that one's like linked in my that. head. That stands out in my memory. Yeah. Or, or Whereas it becomes these... the story that can be told that they've been told over and over and over again. And it's been refined yeah. into what has become the better story, uh, maybe more so than what was accurate to the, the time that things we're, happened. Yeah. We're asking these people, remember the thing that happened, you know, on a set <laughs> with the cameras and the lights? And they're yeah. like, no, it's a blur at that the, point. The thing that was your job and was uh, 35 plus years ago. Um, and Well, like I said, the like we were discussing about Bill and the Thanksgiving thing. He's not necessarily wrong. He's just and he's, he's certainly not lying. He's just, it's been 35 years. Something happened. Yeah. And he's, so for example, some of the people might be like, I don't remember it because they may not have been there. He was talking to a group of six people. It, it, it could have been. It was just he and Ivan. Uh, yeah. Right. And then, you know, it's like, we're trying to figure out what possibly he could have seen, but he's seen the entire movie and probably saw other, you know, work cuts and, yeah. and dailies and all that. So in the end, he was just sort of like. 
as best as he's could, he's it, his memory is retained, it's but it's so, not one hundred percent accurate. Yeah, and and to them, it was it was just it was just a gig, and you know, I, I'm thinking I'm merely a, a peon in the scheme of things, and I've been on several movie sets, and I can tell you bits and pieces and fragments and things that I recollect. And, you know, I know on, on Halo nightfall, we were at a quarry and it was super rainy and it was totally miserable and everybody was getting sick and, and they had converted a school bus into our craft services table. And that's where we all uh, hung out in between takes. And uh, what day was that? I can't tell you who all was in that bus. (laughs) I can't tell you. And it was, uh-huh. You know, and it, it's one of those things where, yeah, I mean, uh, sure, if in, on, you know, uh, the the 50th anniversary of Halo Nightfall, suddenly everybody has this great new appreciation for it, I may try to conjure up memories, but it's, my memory is going to be fuzzy of it because of, of that, that, the time that's passed and because you're just, you're living in the moment, like, yeah. Uh, you're not you're not photographing in your memory every single one of these these things so i, I mean well, yeah. I, I think you know the 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 nature of this is hey let's get everybody back together again so that they can wax nostalgic about something that happened but the problem yeah. is that a lot of these people haven't seen each other in so long for one reason or another so they're just more they're more like, hey, how are you? What's going on? Like, they don't want to talk about, hey, remember that uh, time that we were at the Biltmore Hotel? I believe it was November 11th, 1983, and we filmed yeah. a, a ballroom scene that uh, apparently we saw at Ivan Reitman's house uh, over Thanksgiving. We uh, we are we are storing perceived quantum reality on little bits of meat cells, and we don't know exactly how that's <laughs> done. We are not. We are not a solid state binary I am a drive meat popsicle. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is. It is. It is the most amazing and the most confusing and inefficient way. Well, it's not. It's high. It's we are. We are. We are stretching the boundaries of what it means to be analog. Like we really, yeah. really are. Yeah. Um, so, so I mean, so uh, other what, what what other things stood out to you? I, I do have kind of the things that came from our listeners uh, asking them for their favorite moments. Um, well, uh, I don't want them to steal any of mine, so they can wait. <laughs> okay, tell me. I, I mean, Kumail, well, I, can can we talk about Kamel? Like that was the one that everybody talk, mentioned. Yes, and I love that one. That Ghostbusters is the most important thing. <laughs> uh, his list was Ghostbusters, his mom, Ghostbusters two, and then his dad. My dad, so, yeah, the things like, he loves somebody, in order. Yeah. Somebody's a comedian because that was well <laughs> crafted. Well, and and the very uh, quick on his feet, Dan Aykroyd uh, saying, "Hey, Camille, take your shirt off." Yes, <laughs> that was like, hilarious too. I think uh, Craig had sent me a text at some point. It was like is Dan following the Eternals news? Like, how does he know about that? And I had to be like, well, see, Craig, things things in L.A. are a little different. The nightly news actually covered Kamel's uh, physical fitness because it's yeah. Los Angeles. That's what we have here. But um, That was about it. I mean, I made notes on uh, the uh, uh, the ballroom scene. I didn't, I didn't quite have the quite the same... Uh, timing hound reaction to it that you did, but I made note of it. Cause I like that story. Yeah. The, uh, Sigourney, uh, being Sigourney with, with the, the dog idea. Thing? Oh yeah. That was too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, the expanding on the piano thing was really nice. The, the whole kind of, they redid it cause, uh, Ivan wasn't getting 
a reaction, a billism that he wanted. So Bill came up with that. Yeah, and and Sigourney, like again, a, a, a great storyteller was saying that they had done whatever it was, three or four takes, and uh, and and Ivan just shouts, "Bill, will you do something?" And that's when Bill <laughs> came up with the "They hate this. I like to torture them." Yep. And then and then Bill's retort saying like, "Well, that's what you get for filming before noon or something like that." Like, <laughs> it's just, Bill. Bill was on point. Like I said, that that was my main takeaway. Other than the Kamel joke was great. I really loved that. But the uh, oh, and actually, props to Josh as well. The opening, uh, the the opening scripted bit was, uh, with Annie like, Potts doing the yeah, yeah. No, the opening bit with uh, with Jason. Uh, just just that read on. Oh, you, you mean my dad? No, no, I called no, you because yeah. I love you. Is your dad available? Can you get your dad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was can pretty you, good. Can you get your dad? Is that, anyways, that was all very good. But the uh, the my biggest takeaway was Bill was – I take this as a good omen for the new movie, to be honest, is that Bill was very in the Ghostbusters groove, uh, uh, right? He, he found his little Stay Puft hat. He was – he was uh, laughing at people's stories and yucking it up, and uh, he was having fun. Usually, yep. Bill has like a miserable time in these kinds of things, and you can tell like he's just kind of being the the smart ass uh, student in the back of the classroom. Like, what was the bit he covered his mouth? He was laughing at something. A bunch of people were laughing at something so hard, and he covered his mouth like he was just. Well, he he started by laughing because he was making fun of William Atherton. He called him Three Take Bill. Um, yes, that was it. Three and, take. <laughs> and William Atherton was like he turned beet red, and it was when Bill Murray did the read of "And What Is." The magic yes, where word. he tried to get tried to get him to do that very specific <laughs> read, which is hilarious because again, it's something that Bill might uh, or sorry not Bill, uh, William Atherton may not necessarily think about. It's something we've all internalized to find out that Bill just loved that read, <laughs> right? Like I'm just he was yeah. so here's a guy who you know just sort of you know kind of kept Ghostbusters at arm length and then kind of opened up a bit after Harold passed. And then, you know, he's putting on the, uh, the pack at the scream awards. And then he's kind of showing up and talking about it more. And then, you know, he, he made it into this new movie. I think we're pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's confirmed. I mean, the, the, and he's, yeah, and the he, Bresnikan yeah. article said as much as Bill Murray is basically. Yeah. yeah. And he's, and like I said, the fact that he's just having, well, like you said too, he's think. He, let's put it this way: he's obviously thinking in terms of when the new movie comes out, he's going to be part of the PR. They're all <laughs> going to be part of the PR thing, to be right? In July. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And he and not and given the way he reacted to that and the rest of this, like he reacted not as no, oh, I had this thing. He's he was genuinely worried that he maybe he was forgetting work he had to do for this thing. Yeah. And then he just enjoyed being there. Like I, I actually take it as a very, very good sign that yeah. Bill Murray is is just embraced this entire thing now. And I think that speaks what you know, there's the um there's the old hockey saying that you're you're gripping the stick too tight. Uh, that you know when it when a, a a team is snake bitten and they're thinking things over too much or they're too worried about what they're doing and and uh, you know it just it 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 makes things miserable and it makes everything worse and. Um, but what you want is you want a locker room that's, it's a loose, uh, team and everybody's having fun and they're coming together as a team and they've got good chemistry and, um, and, and 
the first movie, I think if we can make a differentiation between Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, Ghostbusters in 1983 was these comedians uh, arguably at the peak of their parabola. Um, they were all friends. They were all friendly. Um, nobody had uh, egos or uh, bank accounts or, uh, uh, you know, there, with the exception of Chevy Chase, probably, you know, there, were, there mm. was not a lot of animosity between anybody. Um, and then, you know, successes, a lot of successes found uh, from Ghostbusters and from that point forward. And then Ghostbusters 2 comes along and it's sort of like, you know, everybody is now the all-star and they all show up in their limos and they've all got their agenda and they just want to punch in, punch out and go do whatever it is that they're working on. Um, and, and maybe that's why the chemistry in the second movie just wasn't quite what it was in the first film. Um, and, and this is all a very long winded way of me saying, I think that it's a good omen. Like you're saying for Ghostbusters afterlife, because th- everybody's loose. Everybody feels very like, Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's there's not this weight on their shoulders like poor Paul Feig and Katie Dippold and everybody on Answer the Call like uh, is as loose and as, as humorous as they all tried to be I know that there was a huge weight on Paul Feig's shoulders like you could feel it every time he was in an interview he was talking about the 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 weight and the gravitas of working on Ghostbusters and it's a big responsibility yeah. and I can't believe I'm being handed this and I can't I don't I don't want to let anybody down and um, and, and to a certain extent, Jason has said certain things like that. Like I want to make my dad proud. Um, I yeah. can't believe I'm making a Ghostbusters movie. So I obviously don't want to screw it up. Um, but he's also kind of saying it with that, that like Jason Reitman smirk, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's having fun with it. Um, nobody showed up and acted like they had decided they needed to be on. No, nobody. They were just. That's what was wonderful is nobody was on, like nobody was performing in this, uh, except for Josh Gad, but Josh Gad's (laughs) always performing. Um, He's the host. He has to. He's the host. Uh, Yeah. So, so let's see. Um, uh, Let me just go through our, our, uh, our social, uh, all everybody's talking about. Uh, the piano thing, the ballroom scene that came up a little bit, uh, Kumail, the shirt off that came on uh, a few times, the dog thing. Um, yeah. Oh, the Harold Ramis tribute. Uh, a couple of people called that out. Um, I don't know that it was necessarily more of a tribute, but more of an acknowledgement that he was missed and not there and what a huge part he was of the film. And, um, I've I've never gotten emotional listening to the the Mick Smiley uh, Magic song. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a new one to me. Um, but I thought that was, I thought that was great. You know, everybody spoke very highly of Harold. Obviously, as a co-writer and uh, a big part of the film. Um, wasn't sad either. That was no, the other thing. No, it wasn't. It wasn't sad. There, w- they, there, w- there was a time there where, and even in cleaning up the town, there's a a vibe just because of, uh, you know, the, the timing on some of the interviews and the cut and all that, that it's just, and not only that you have how yeah. uh, Harold in there and you're just sort of like, no, fresh, fresh, fresh wounds. Kinda. Yeah. This was, um, this was, this was just, a you know, old friends getting together. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, and you know, so a few people have called out things that they thought were, were missing or things that they didn't quite understand. Like the Larry King gag at the end. Um, I, I the Larry King thing at the end, 
I just like I like hearing people do their line reads from from previous things, and I think that was the point of it. It was just here's Larry King basically recreating what was uh, what was in the film. Um, it just made me feel like poor Larry King is just getting so old and so frail. And I know that that's a go to joke for Stephen Colbert, uh, but uh, poor Larry King, man. Um, I I noticed in the credits that. Uh, <laughs> We got to see how the sausage was made a little bit, given that everybody at Ghost Core got some sort of producer credit on, on this <laughs> re- reunited apart. Uh, it was it, Eric. It, yeah, it was definitely at the producer level on there. It, yeah. it only came together for one very important reason, and that's Eric Reich. Uh, yeah. Um, so that was that was that was a I got a, a, a smile out of that one. I feel like, yeah, Eric, Eric is sort of the glue that keeps uh, everything uh, together as he always is. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, a lot of these things too, it's just like, how do you put this all together with knowing all of the people that are involved, knowing you have to call Bill Murray's 800 number and ask him if he wants to do a zoom chat with Josh Gad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know how it all came together. It's, it is kind of, it is kind of a miracle that it all, it all happened. Uh, Obviously, the people that yeah. are missing, like Rick Moranis, you and I talked about like it might make sense for him to show up, being that he and Josh Gad are working on the Honey I Shrunk the Kids uh, reboot and then, together. And yeah, we, I got that one balanced wrong, obviously, because I was like, oh, there's way better chance that Rick could show up than Bill. Uh, yeah, I mean, complete I, opposite, yeah, so. or I thought that you know, like. I thought that Rick would show up, but not with the bigger group. Like there might be like a one-on-one kind of like he did with Thomas Wilson for back to the future. Like it would be Josh calling Rick saying, will you be in this thing? And Rick's like, I don't really do that anymore. Uh, and like there would be something to that effect. But, um, so I, I, I thought Rick would show up at some point. Um, uh, I, it was good to see Steven Tash and, uh, Jennifer Runyon, especially after fan fest. Um, and uh, I feel like Jennifer Runyon has actually, she looked younger some way, somehow. Like, <laughs> she does not age. Whatever no. Dorian Gray thing is happening there uh, is, is pretty funny. But, um, yeah, Mike, Michael Ensign, you know, uh, he's in Cleaning Up the Town, obviously, uh, which is, is great. And uh, um, But you, you rarely hear from him, um, so it was, it was cool to, uh, to hear from him even if just for whatever that was two sound bites, basically. Um, and Ray Parker jr. With his, his son Gibson, uh, helping him out, uh, was, that yep. was cool. He did not play the 13 minute version or the 25 minute version or the 45 minute version or the 75 minute version. How long did that song go on? At oh, it was a long time. It was forever. So uh, credit where credit's, is due to, to Josh. He got 11 cast members, the director of the new one, uh, the, the guy who did the, the, the hit track and then, uh, rolled in Kamal Nanjiani as well. Yeah. To talk about Ghostbusters for 32 minutes. It is, it is in its own right. A, uh, kind of an amazing undertaking that really is and and you know i'm i'm always a big nuts and bolts how did this get made kind of thing so i was i was really hoping that maybe like a richard edland or you know uh even even sheldon khan uh knowing how you know he has been very uh uh, outspoken lately about the the ghostbusters films like just somebody with that knowledge uh, i was hoping that they may have shown up but again they didn't really get into that kind of nitty-gritty this was entirely about 
recognizable faces is yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah. And, Ch- and Sheldon and Edland and, you know, all the behind the scenes uh, guys. Which, not- yeah, and is, is also fine because this is, you know, the, the best part of what this is doing is because the movie is now not coming out in July, this is keeping... The, the fire stoked and the fire burning mm-hmm. uh, for March. So all of the people now that have been at home, hopefully a lot of people are still trying to stay home. Please stay home. Um, and, and they're watching these uh, reunited aparts. It's keeping this kind of in the back of their mind uh, so that when the movie comes out in March, you know, things, right. things are a little fresher or it, or it encouraged them to go, you know, watch Ghostbusters on their streaming service or pull out the disc or uh, theaters are going to be opening up lately and they're going to be showing classic movies and Ghostbusters is one of them. So if you can get to a a theater and socially distance, go see Ghostbusters uh, on the big screen. Yeah. When you get into the nitty gritty and like the stuff we talk about and all that, that's, you know, when Bill Murray has to, guys, guys, you're scaring the straights. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, not this for is, us. This is not for the weirdos this, that have a weekly Ghostbusters it, podcast. Let's be honest. Well, you know? that's not true. It, it, but it, it also it is, was. Yeah. It also was. We love it all. It's just that this is aimed at, we, we've talked about this before. We uh, are not enough to recoup a budget. <laughs> Hardcore yes. fans, yeah. even modestly decent fans, not enough to recoup a budget. You need to get out there and, you know, uh, people who, you need to get all the people who saw the first one once <laughs> right and convince yeah. them to come back again yeah, I can see another one um or or in the the case of something like splash where it's like it's a it's an anniversary year um yeah. uh, and and a wonderful movie that's often overlooked and it's now on you know disney plus go check it out like um trying to remind people of something that they should love and should revisit and you know, that may yeah. not just be on the tip of their tongue, like a Star Wars, Jaws, Star Trek, uh, Ghostbusters, uh, you know, Batman. Um, yep. uh, yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it really, it really did do wonders for that. It made everybody, uh, particularly, I know some colleagues that were really excited to hear that Josh Gad was doing a reunited apart for Ghostbusters. Uh, and, and I knew obviously that it was happening cause it was yeah. teased, whatever that was, uh, two, three weeks ago to happen on Ghostbusters day. But you know, as soon as I saw a couple editor friends that uh, saw it and were really excited by it, you know, then you know that it's reaching that that outer that level, layer, yeah. that yeah, that the broader public. Um, so I, I think for that purpose, it, it did it did wonders for the for for getting Ghostbusters again back into people's minds, getting it back into the zeitgeist, keeping it um, alive uh, for next year when the movie comes out. It it definitely did that. Um, I, 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 I yeah. I was going to say to to me just to get sappy um it's been like father's day here on sunday is going to be a hundred days that i've now been sheltering in place and at home and not seeing friends and not seeing family and (laughs) not doing anything in my ordinary life and i gotta be honest this came at a really good time it made me feel like that it it sounds really cheeseball and really sappy but like that's my family like i i got to spend a half hour feeling like I was with these people. Um, and it, uh, it, it, it certainly reinvigorated me uh, a little bit too. Um, but yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to step on you there. What, what were no, you going to say? There was nothing to step on. Oh, all right. Well, there yeah, it was. There. Uh, fine. <laughs> or maybe I'm just being passive aggressive. No, I'm fine. Oh, uh, I'm fine. It's fine. I'm not going to say anything. No. <laughs> Uh, what I was uh, the only thing I was going to say, and then I stopped myself cause I was like, this has no bearing on anything Troy is saying other than, um, 
as a side thing, I literally myself realized just the other a couple of days ago, I opened up the, the files, the remote schooling files from my son's school and I counted the week folders and I'm like, oh my God, it's been three months. <laughs> It has. It has and been that's not counting, so long. That's not counting the two weeks before remote learning oh, started man. up. And yeah. uh, anyway, uh, I'm yeah. I'm I'm quite concerned You're that right. we're about to see another spike and we're just going to go back to square one. But that is a totally different podcast. Totally for different, a different podcast. Um, but so yeah, I, I mean, I welcome think... to the Ghostbusters interdimensional cross contamination. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I try, I try for this to be our escapism. I try for things to, to distract us. Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, I mean, Ghostbusters day. I know that there was probably more in store for us on Ghostbusters day. I, I because I, the one thing that I did see that, um, I, 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 I understood and I was sympathetic with, but at the same time, like I, I just wanted to tell people like, just hold on, pump the brakes. Things will be coming uh, is you, uh, the people that were saying like, Oh, that was all that was going to happen on ghostbusters day. Like nothing, no posters, no teaser trailers, no, uh, photos, no, uh, uh, announcements about merchandise. Um, I, it, because I think circumstances have changed with the world around us uh, at the moment, I think reunited apart made sense on its own. And then the big sort of marketing push for whatever was going to happen on Ghostbusters Day is still postponed. I don't mm. think that that's happening. And honestly, it doesn't have to happen anytime soon. The movie doesn't come out until March of no. next year. So uh, I, I think there's an argument to be made for, at least for this one year, moving Ghostbusters Day to Halloween adjacent. Come on. Yeah, move it to Come Halloween on. or I, I don't want to steal his idea because I feel like I was so obtuse and I didn't put two and two together. But Craig uh, Goldberg of Yes Have Some said, have Ghostbusters Day on the original release date of Ghostbusters Afterlife. That way it was a date that was being promoted and yep. and uh, we do get a little bit of something to kind of tide us over until March. But um, yeah, I mean, pr priorities, what they are, uh, it just doesn't make sense to start promoting a movie now or promoting merchandise now or feeding into, again, that you were talking about the, the, us, the hardcore fans, like guys, we're going to go see this movie no matter what, like they don't yeah. have to worry about us at this point. Um, it's more for the broader public and the broader public has their mindset on, on other things at the moment, which is, is not a bad thing. So um, I, I, I understand the people who were disappointed saying like, I wish there was more for what was supposed to be Ghostbusters day, but also I don't think reunited apart was Ghostbusters day. I think that was its own thing now. And we kind of have to treat it as such like, um, and also to remind people Ghostbusters day is just an arbitrary thing that a marketing department came up with, uh, four years ago, five years ago. So like, the, the you know the storied past of ghostbusters day like all right come on it can be any day that we make it like every day for us that are listening to this interdimensional crossroad podcast is ghostbusters day let's be honest with one another um so uh, yeah uh, I, i'm sure there's more there's more coming don't 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 worry about that and and again the people that were disappointed that there wasn't more afterlife stuff in the reunited apart um same thing like that wasn't the focus of this. Like the original film was the the focus of this. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I 
I'm, I'm also at the point where when we get things that should just be like escapism and positivity and, and something to just kind of take our minds off the world at large for 30 minutes, like just give it, give it a little benefit of the doubt at this point. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, uh, I encourage you guys all, uh, tell, hit up our voicemail. We want to hear from you guys, uh, on, both reunited apart things that we missed, uh, anecdotes that you thought were really funny, uh, things that you didn't know that were revelations to you, uh, hit up the voicemail because, uh, I know a lot of people watched it. I know a lot of people had responses to it and, yep. uh, yeah, we want to hear from toss, you all. Toss in your uh, reactions to cleaning up the town on crack. Yes. As well. Yes. Also, I mean, we, we kind of mentioned it at the top of the episode, but, um, you know, uh, cleaning up the town, uh, on crackle, uh, as of this past, uh, Friday. Uh, so go check it out for so free it, it for free. You'll be interrupted at least five or six times by the same one insurance commercial uh, over and it, over, but it uh, happens, you know, it's like, uh, it's like watching <laughs> anything on Pluto or Tubi or one of those free services. You just kind of expect it to be happening, but, but uh, it's a good one, two punch watching this and yeah. then watching cleaning yes, up the town yes. and then letting us know what you responded to the most. Um, so yeah, yeah, do that. And then, uh, next week we can come back with everybody's thoughts on, on all of the, Don't wait another minute, pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Chris, uh, I, I think we mentioned it. I don't know if people heard it or not. Who's to say in the post-production process? But uh, I feel like you and I have talked more in the last uh, 72 hours than we have. <laughs> in, um, but it's, yeah, uh, between uh, Doug's awesome uh, RPG uh, interview, which came out uh, last Monday, and yep. your interview with the Buenos, which came out on Wednesday, and then this yep. episode, which is dropping on Monday, been a very um, busy week been very busy week on the on the podcasting front um and uh before i throw to you for your final thoughts i also um i i realized and forgot that we have a youtube page we have a channel <laughs> uh that has three videos on it that haven't been touched in four years um so uh, i i, I want to bring this up uh on the air just because i want to throw it out to to you all uh what would you like to see on our youtube page because Jason at Ghostbusters News, man, he has got the unboxings and the you know the the uh, reviews and yeah. uh, everything. He's got that that corner of the market covered. And uh, yes, have some. Uh, they have the war chest. I don't know where it comes from. I want to check their tax records, uh, but they do an eBay uh, buy once a week. And um, so I, I just I want to see what you guys would spend your time 
watching uh in addition to listening to an hour to two hour long podcast once a week uh is there anything that we can put out there that you guys want to see um so i we, just wanna, we have voices for radio why uh, what I know could you possibly want to look like, at I, I need to film myself on a youtube page <laughs> like yeah. i don't know about that but i know you when you mentioned on social media somebody said they wanted to see some of the 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 build the build and video. I, think, I think we can do that i think we can figure out a way to make that happen where we can marry our audio to you know some some video of uh, us yeah. uh, putting stuff together even just like a top-down camera of you seeing like what i'm putting together um yeah but, uh, i oh, just i i know the minute you start thinking about it it's like when the minute i start thinking about it it's like how much work <laughs> is this <laughs> that's, uh, that's the other part of it is um Chris and I don't have a whole lot of bandwidth and a whole lot of time. So be gentle. If you're out there saying like, we would like a frame by frame dissection of like, well, hold on. Um, yeah, to a certain extent we can do what we can, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, yeah, I'd love to populate some stuff in there just because, um, especially now I, I want to get as much content out to people, um, just to, to, to give you some entertainment or, or a, a brief distraction uh, before you, you jump back into the fray of, of things that are happening in your lives. So, um, yeah, uh, if you're not comfortable uh, calling into the voicemail or posting something on social media, send a, a direct message or email me or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, op- open to suggestions. Uh, let, let us know what you would be worth, uh, what, what you would what would be worth your time. Uh, again, because I know people's time is limited. I don't want to put something like, Here's Troy eating a chili pepper. Who cares? Like nobody. I mean, maybe people want to see me eat a chili pepper, but uh, well, if, if I've learned anything from watching my son watch YouTube, that may be where we have to go. Uh, is, I've, uh, I've seen Ralph breaks the internet far too many times to know that I can do all that kind of stuff. But I don't think that's what we <laughs> want to do. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway. So uh, hit hit me up. Let me know what you think. But uh, yeah, Chris, what uh, what do you got in terms of, of final thoughts this week? Well, I left it out because overall it was a great little thing, but I want to bring up my one nitpick with uh, Ghostbusters Reunited Apart. Oh, yeah, 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 please. Uh, Josh Gad's perfectly uh, storyific opening about going to see Ghostbusters, uh, where he said uh, he and his brothers went to see it on opening day in 1984 when he was three months or three years and three months old <laughs> so i it's a great opening i think mo- most people wouldn't question it and i immediately went hang on a minute mm, yeah <laughs> hang on a minute it's not impossible that he went to see it on opening day in 1984 uh i'm a little dubious that he remembers any of it uh, uh i yeah I mean that, he, that is a he good is, story to he tell he is of but, the age yeah. that he remembers seeing Ghostbusters 2 more than he remembers seeing Ghostbusters yeah. 1 that's uh, uh, I'm guilty of that that's me yeah I didn't I didn't want to bring it up in the middle of it like I said it was a, it was a great it was a great little reunion uh, it was great fun uh, like I said Josh's uh, uh, opening was funny and all that uh, so I let it slide but at the same time part of me is going I saw it at age 11, and even my recollection of seeing it is, like, impressions of light and sound. Like, it's just, <laughs> like, come on. I, I mean, I I would I would say that, like, oh, come on, Josh. Why would you lie about that sort of thing? But also, um, 
having having been the youngest person in the room for a lot of these types of things where you want to avoid the like well what would you know you were a baby or you weren't even born at the time like maybe that was more of a gesture of like i have grown up on this movie um uh, he he maybe maybe he was trying to avoid that i don't know but yeah that's that is well, kind th- of a th- weird this is what this is what i mean it's it's a very awkward opening to say i remember my first impression of the movie you know five years later when the second one came out but i saw some of the the cartoons and then later you know like just <laughs> no it makes more sense yeah. to him to say he remembers it on opening day i remember day. that yeah. yeah i'm i'm just saying that on a strictly pedantic grumpy old man <laughs> footing no stay in your lane kid you yeah, don't right. know yeah <laughs> it's it's sort of like harkens back to when i was in in like my late 20s and 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 people started to do the how many times have you seen ghostbusters i see it 10 times and i was like i ran it every day at a video store for four years everybody out of this pool this is my pool this whole pool is my hot tub everybody out no, you just can't beat the number. Go out, everybody. I was out. there first. It's very punk rock of you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, no, like I said, I, I it's it, it would have been a real uh, bummer of me. That, that's my only final thought. Is is like I said, it's it's it was it makes more sense presentation wise for him to express his love of Ghostbusters, which is one hundred percent genuine. I have no doubt about it. But rather than trying to, you know, he's encapsulated his his natural. Uh, introduction to Ghostbusters into a uh, 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 the the much more the much smoother the much more let, let's just say you can tell Josh works in Hollywood and has probably written some scripts because this opening makes way more sense. It really does. Yeah, it really does. And it's like he says, "I saw it with my brothers," and we all go, "Great!" Until some jerk goes, "How old are you, anyway?" <laughs> does uh, not compute. Does yeah. not compute. Like um, so, uh, but it is. It's a cleaner narrative to do it that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got a friend that remember says he remembers seeing Star Wars uh, in '77, which he would have been four. Like his parents took him, and he says he remembers seeing Star Wars. Yeah. I'm like, all right. My I remember seeing it on the you know the somebody's V you know the one of those mattress sized top loading VHS uh, players. Um, maybe I don't know. Uh, the third year out, so like eighty or something like that. Uh, you know when I was when yeah. I when I when I was clocking in at seven, so to speak. Uh, but f- whatever, I'm not. I can only push so far. It's his story, and like I said, it's a better I'm, presentation, yeah, anyways. And going back to our uh, our conversation earlier about like memory being something that is not something concrete and. Uh, mm-hmm. whatever is the better story I feel like this is the better story uh, over the, the it's, accurate it's, th- memory let's put it this yeah. way it, there's a 1% chance it's it's uh, it's completely possible too right because for example at you know three and a quarter years old or whatever you know his brothers talk about it his parents talk about it every once in a while he's seen the movie a million times he has one vague recollection like I have a couple of vague yeah passing uh, recollections when I was that age of I things, was, yeah, right? I remember I remember one thing from seeing Return of the Jedi and I was three. Two. Yeah. What you're doing. Right? And yeah. and maybe yeah. you know maybe somebody took a picture in and around then or a picture of him wearing a Ghostbusters t shirt, you know, that would have been two years later or whatever. It doesn't matter. All that theoretically 
could have formed in his his head a memory of I remember going to see it and again at that point yeah. A it's not terribly accurate and B I I'm not going to poke at it too hard no no and that's um, yeah again it's it's not you're not going for the behind the scenes accuracy on a reunited apart yeah uh, you know what episode. I, yeah. I it's a it's a very simple final thought so I won't let's not drag it out here cuz like yeah. I said I loved I loved everything about it if you want another final thought related to United uh, reunited apart uh, somebody out there was trying to put together some uh, these cast reuniting things is really big right now. Somebody put, was trying to bring the cast together of um, uh, 13, 13 Ghosts. Thirteenth Ghost. Ghosts. Oh, really? The the remake. Um, yeah. Which is funny. They're like, we're going to do a cast thing, and I was like, I visited the set of that. <laughs> like, oh, that's like, funny. And yeah. I went looking and. Uh, for years it was lost because as IGN uh, shuffled their format around, most everything I wrote for IGN 20 years ago was kind of lost to the void. But uh, sure enough, I, I searched for it. My set visit is, is still oh, nice. up on IGN. Oh, man. what a Yeah, there is a trip down memory lane. So yeah. it was kind of funny. I tweeted about it, and they were like, that's great. We'll mention it to them. I was like, oh, I don't think you need to mention <laughs> it to any of them, really. No, no please, please don't. The, I, thing I, the thing I took away is F. Murray Abraham, who, let's be honest, was slumming it for that film. Uh, I love him and everything he's done and all that. But we're talking about the guy who what was Salieri in, in Amadeus. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, he's he's got the he's got the the chops. And then he played you know Mad Doctor in uh, in a, a remake of a William Castle ghost story. And I, all I remember is that I'm I'm there chatting with him. Who did I get to talk to? Him and M. Beth Davids and um oh. The musician, what was her name? I can't remember. Anyway, she was she played the nanny. She I got to talk to them. Tony Shalhoub didn't get to Matthew Lillard. I didn't get to any of that. But M. Beth Davids was just sort of, I'm here, <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> uh, the the actress who played the nanny, she was very excited because I think it was her first movie. And I literally talked for 45 minutes with F. Murray Abraham. He covered uh, philosophy, wow. like he talked Plato and Aristotle and history and myth, and it was like, oh my god, I'm just writing like a puff piece for, you know, bubblegum swallowers <laughs> on IGN. Yeah, right? like tell it's, me how it's gonna knock people out of their seats, and yeah. No, no, it wasn't a bad thing. I'm just yeah. like, I literally by the end, it's like two of his lines made it in because it was just sort of an impressions of what I saw and talking to the couple of people there like it was just literally like that IGN oh, kind of puff funny. piece set visit and he was just a wonderful guy to talk to <laughs> it was like wow it would have been nicer if I didn't have to if this wasn't for work we could have just <laughs> chatted about stuff but uh, <laughs> oh, oh well. man I, I'm, I am digging all of these reunions and, and trips down memory lane and uh, no better yeah. time for it right now yeah please do at this point yeah we could all use a little bit of it but um, even even from the most cynical position people are, are sitting there going it can't hurt to talk about this thing because it maybe will bump up my next residual check as people stuck at home buy you know like the the buy the taxi box set or something <laughs> right like yeah, that's totally true <laughs> or seek me out on cameo and pay exactly the 15 or, or, or yeah. oh yeah exactly or, yeah. or or some filmmaker goes oh yeah you know who'd be good in this thing i'm trying to put together like it's just yeah well, there's and, no and downside to any totally. of this and, and for other us, than the, the illness and you know the social well, unrest but other too, than yeah. that yeah there's the illness and the deaths and the things that you try not to think about when you're 
Did I mention I'm very suspicious of Josh Gad saying he saw Ghostbusters on opening day? (laughs) Yes, you mentioned that. Thank you. You mentioned that. We'll go in on that rather than than me stumbling (laughs) into talking about (laughs) topicality again. Totally fine. Um, I'm sorry, Troy, I stepped in goop. Why did you do that? Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, until next week, uh, yes, please hit up the voicemail. Tell us what you thought about uh, Reunited Apart, Clean Up the Town. Have you gotten your Walmart pre-orders of your real Ghostbusters figures? Anything and everything that you want to tell us about on our voicemail, please do. Can and, you find uh, my 13th ghost uh, set you, visit on have IGN? Have you read Chris's IGN set visit from uh, from uh, 13 Ghosts? Yeah, please, please let us know. But <laughs> until next week, we'll see you on the other side. Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so dumb.